Hello and welcome to the Pen Addict Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss pens, paper and the analogue tools that you love so dearly. This is episode 77. I am Mike Hurley and I am joined by a man who last week received a tattoo. He just went to a tattoo shop and he received just lots of little dots all over his arm so he can do dot grid whenever he likes. It's Mr. Brad <laughs> Dowdy. That's good because that could get, uh, could have gone a lot of wrong ways. Yeah, I didn't really know where <laughs> I was going with that. <laughs> That's good. I'll take it. I'll take it with a little, little dot grid pattern, uh, little um, half sleeve dot grid. Mm-hmm. How about that? Half I'll, sleeve and dot grid. Im- imagine all the w- important work you could do. <laughs> I'll work on that. I'll, I'll I'll put that in the notebook for uh, for future uh, tattoo sketches. How about that? I think that sounds excellent. All right. So how are you, sir? I am very well. Good, good, good. I am hanging in there myself. I'm coming in on two wheels. If you follow me on Twitter. I've been whining all week about I've been working out of town and I just got back uh, about an hour ago it, from my house, wow. to my house. So I'm glad we were able to get this get this in today. Me too. I, I knew I had to miss it Tuesday because I knew I was out of town then and I knew I was coming back Thursday. It was whether I could uh, meet up with you this afternoon and I'm glad it's worked out because apparently we have lots to talk about and I was worried about that. We have a real grab bag of topics today. Yeah, but that's that's my favorite kind. Favorite kind of episode. So where are we going to start? Um, let's start with some quick follow-ups. Okay. Um one thing that came out it was pretty much right after we recorded last week if not the next day, the Polar Pen Kickstarter wrapped. And uh, did you see the? Did you see the final numbers on this thing? I'm looking at it now. Eight hundred and seventeen thousand one hundred and sixty-four dollars Canadian style. Incredible. That's a lot of money. <laughs> I, I I know his his goal was was only fourteen thousand. I'm wondering, you know, the guy's name is Andrew Gardner. I, I wonder how bad he's freaking out or or what? Because being on on having my own Kickstarter live right now, I know how stressful it's been just for the small amount that we've done comparatively to him. I think we've done a lot for, we've done way more than we thought we would do. And to see something like this uh, is, is pretty nuts. Um, one of the things I mentioned about it last week though, was the first thing that came to mind was um, the Buckyballs desk magnets. And sure enough, it came out in Canada. I saw an article on CBC, CBC Canada, someone on Twitter sent it to me and said, hey, Canada may not allow him to sell these in Canada wow. because, of, because of the magnetic hazard, which was the reason Buckyballs got taken off the market, which I, I'll go on record and say, and I think that whole thing's bogus anyway. It's not a children's toy. Um, you know, children can get a hold of a lot of things that aren't meant for them. It's not marketed as a children's toy. So I don't see any reason why um, this gentleman with the polar pin or buckyballs or any of that should be removed from the market. Um, but I don't get to make the rules, unfortunately. You should get to and make all of the rules. I, sh- I should get to make all of the rules. I should. But anyway, there, we, we'll put a link in the show notes to this story that y'all can go read. And it, it's it's the buckyball story all over again. And I just wonder what's going to happen if the U.S. chimes in or anyone else um, makes a comment on this. So we'll see. It, it's that going would, to be interesting to follow. It's, that it's would made be so really much money. rough for him because he w- he won't have enough money to refund everyone. Right. Because after like the tax and Kickstarter's cut, so people right. would lose money. Right. So he can't just terminate the Kickstarter and the money just gets reverted back into people's accounts. So this one's funded. Kickstarter fees are removed and Amazon payments fees are removed. That adds up to probably around the 9% range. So he's 9% in the hole right now. 9% of $817,000 is a lot of money. Um, and that's like, if it had to all go back. And he may have already spent some money. Oh, absolutely. On because on he has like production ready. Yep, he has like fifteen thousand of these things to make. Yeah. Ooh, this could be a dangerous time for him. So I, this I wish him the be best of luck. I know. I I totally wish him luck too. I think I think it's bogus. Any anyone trying to stop you know a manufacturer from making a pen like this or a toy in the case of buckyballs and. Um, but well, it's going to be interesting to follow, just because it's it's kind of become high profile now. So, 
we will wait and see. Unfortunately, uh, I was right in my statement last week saying that this could happen, and it looks like it might. So we'll see. You see, you know everything. No, no. I mean, it just kind of – ever since I first saw that pin, that's all I could think of. Well, I it's just one of, those, one of those things. I feel bad for the guy. I do, too. I do, too. Speaking of Kickstarter, we had a new project that launched this week that – has uh, drawn a little bit of interest. It's called Draft. Not to be confused with the Draft's iOS app, which I was like, how does this tie in? Yeah. <laughs> that would be a pretty cool tie-in. But no, this one's called Draft, and their title is A Physical Notebook That Syncs to the Cloud. I find and, that title uh, quite misleading, in all yeah. honesty, because it doesn't. <laughs> so they had a blog post... And I don't have it in front of me. Maybe you can find it on their website. Wherever it was that I read about this project yesterday when it launched, some site did an article with one of the founders. And he said kind of the exact same thing that you're saying. The They did a, like some A-B testing on Facebook, and they had six kind of taglines. Um, I didn't think this was the one that won. I thought there was another one out there that explained it a lot better. Um, I'll have to find that article, or you can probably find I'll it while find it. while I'm jabbering. But um, it, it was a, I don't know if it was Boing Boing. It was someone pretty decent sized. Anyway, they had this interview, and they went through all these steps of how they came up with the tagline. Because, to like they said the same thing you did, it's hard to explain what they're trying to accomplish with this. So what it what it is, in layman's terms, it's they eat. It's a notebook, a paper notebook subscription service where they'll send you X amount of months of notebooks, okay? So $29 gets you three months of notebooks. It's three separate notebooks. $50 for six months. $100 for 12 months of notebooks. All right? So what you do is you take your monthly notebook, you use it at the end of the month, you send it back to them, they scan it in, and then that becomes all your scans become available for you to search online. This is am I describing this right? Because honestly, yeah. I didn't have too much research into it. Yeah, that's what it seems like. You send it to them, they scan it, and you get another one. Right. So you don't have to do the scanning or photo taking like when the Evernote Moleskin notebook came out. You know, you took um, a picture of it and it imported into Evernote. There were certain Evernote branded notebooks with, you know, different things on the page that you could take a picture of and and scan it in there and it would end up in Evernote. This one you're not doing any of the work except filling up the notebook. Um for me, something like this would never work in a million years for me because I don't fill up a notebook that fast. Yeah, cuz they send one like every month, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it's you, a monthly just, service. I'm sure you could just send it back Whenever you're ready. But that's not what you're paying for. You mean you, well, don't you pay for the notebooks to be scanned as opposed to paying... It's like if you get, if you pay for six months and get six notebooks, if it takes you a year mm -hmm. to fill up those notebooks, surely they'll still be scanned though if you send them in. I guess so, yeah. But I would rather... I mean, it's maybe it's not to their benefit, but... Um, yeah, uh, from the FAQ... To, uh, one mm -hmm. question, can I wait to send the notebook back? Definitely. If you need to hang on to your current notebook for whatever reason, that's totally fine. Just mm -hmm. send it in when you're done and we'll scan it for you then. Mm -hmm. And also, oh, here's another one. What happens if I haven't completely filled my notebook by the end of the month? That's fine. We designed the notebook with enough pages, 60 plus, uh, 60 front and back, so you should never run out of space. Simply send your current notebook anyway and we'll scan the pages you, oh, you've used. Oh, no, maybe you do then. That doesn't make sense. Because <laughs> that doesn't seem like that, that doesn't make any sense. What happens if I haven't completely filled my notebook by the end of the month? That's fine. We designed the notebooks with enough pages so you should never run out of space. Simply send your current notebook anyway and we'll just scan the pages you've used. So yeah, kinda, you do send it in every month, whether you've that kinda it or not. contradicts what they said the other I thought. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. We'll make, do some. We'll have to do some more research on that. The way to do this, in my mind, is instead of saying you get six months, you get six notebooks. Right. That's what it should be. What if I use more than right. one a month? 
I should I should pay for six notebooks worth of scans, not six months worth of scans. Yeah. So I mean, I know they're tie- having to tie in the fees to their all the back end stuff that they're gonna have. That's a lot of labor to do the scanning and you know storage and all that stuff. A lot of labor's tied into that. So there's so, obviously a lot of people are asking them this in their comments. Mm-hmm. And they're saying it's something they're considering for the future. They're planning to do it soon after launch. It will start monthly, but we'll add an option to do by request so you're in 100% control of the timing. Yeah. See, I don't even know that by request is even the best way. I think you're if you buy one notebook, it comes with the scan. That price is whatever that fee on top of the notebook price, that's what you get. So I did want to back this, but I can't. Yeah, U.S. only. U.S. only. Mm. Just it's just the notebooks themselves are not very expensive. Yeah, and it comes in blank, dot grid, and ruled. So it's got some good choices. They say it's you know got some thick paper. I wonder. If, uh, I haven't read the paper specs, but uh, they did say it on the video. Um, I'm definitely going to be. It's definitely going to be on their page. They say it in the video. So that's it. oh, thick paper. Okay, great. Um, they do say on the video it's uh, they give the spec and it, I can't mm-hmm. remember what it was but I remember thinking at the time that's good. Yeah, it was. A ni- it was. It did sound like a nice thick sort of rodeo like paper. Yeah, they, I I think the, the the pricing of it's really good. Yeah, I mean for for what you get for this, I think the pricing is completely fair and actually cheap. So if that's something you're into, if you're prolific. Um, this looks like a good thing. So, or even if you're happy to just send them in, you know. Yeah, sure. Or even yeah, if you want your content saved like that, like six notebooks potentially fifty dollars. Like I think that's pretty good. And then it's a really good value. But I think There's you have no to doubt. pay for the shipping though. Mm, yeah, yeah first month shipping included. Gotcha. And also, just so you know, this the the draft app, the app that you would be able to view your scans yeah is part of this as well so we should mention that yep so yeah this seems um very low priced seems, seems like, like a, re- a and also the really interesting thing that i think is that it syncs with dropbox and evernote so therefore you can have it ocr'd and searchable in evernote yeah that's a huge thing that's that, see so yeah, if, if yeah that was why yeah, i wanted I, it yeah yeah if i do if i ever do something like this it's definitely gonna have to have OCR recognition. Because, I feel like um, I should just get a scan of myself and just do it myself with all, any <laughs> notebook that I choose. I know. I, I've threatened to all these years. So Stephen we'll Hackett does that. I know. That's every time someone mentions it, I bring it up and link to Stephen's post where he talks about how he sets all that up. So yeah. And you two spoke about it on this show. Yep. When he yep. filled in for me one day, I'll find that episode actually. Okay. And uh, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, yep. Actually, I forgot about that episode. That was a good episode. But yeah, I refer people to that conversation, to that post um, of his a lot, just because I think it's a good idea. And people ask how you handle your filled notebooks. And for me, I just throw them in a bin. <laughs> but, you know, I, do, I have had to dig things out saying, you know, I'm pretty sure I wrote this down once. And, you know, it'd be nice to have some uh, searchability backed up into that. So. Cool. So we'll keep it. We'll keep an eye on drafts too. The kicks, Kickstarter's uh, Kickstarter's jumping again these days. It was kind of kind of a lull there for a while, and now we're seeing some some new and interesting stuff. Speaking of new and interesting, God, I'm the Segway master today. You really are. Speaking of Kickstarter, speaking of new and interesting. Speaking of new and interesting. <laughs> Do you want to say that any more times? Yeah. I'm practicing my newsman voice. Oh, it's good. I like it. Yeah. Okay. I'll work on that. All right. So (laughs) before I drive us totally into the canyon, Field Notes has come out with a, what are they even calling this? The Gentleman's Memo Book Cover. When it says Gentleman's, you have to say it in a different tone of voice, Mike. Gentleman's Gentleman's Memo Book Cover. So they came out with a leather product last year last year when the pony express pouch came out yep yep i never got one of those did you no i thought that was the best product out of the whole lineup that came out even including the box i i I just thought it was really cool it's just kind of a mass storage holds three field notes i never got one it's pretty expensive i mean for leather's expensive 
but it's good quality stuff. Um, you know, I've got one, my one leather, um, dome paper, um, metal book holder that I love. That's really the only one I need leather. You don't need too many of these, but this one has a few extra things. So in this field notes, gentleman's memo book cover, it has a pin holder slot for a pin holder. It's got, um, credit card slots and, you know, it's kind of got the back pocket there. You can slide money and other paperwork in there too. So it seems pretty cool. Um, the interesting thing they did on it is, which they did on the uh, Pony Express too, is they have their their field notes. Um, oh, this is the Everyday Carry memo book cover. Yeah, that I'm reading. Sorry, yeah. I'm getting them mixed up. There's two. There's a Gentleman's memo book cover. Then there's an Everyday Carry memo book cover. Yeah, the Gentleman's is is not new. No, that's the old one. Yeah, that came out with the Pony Express. I did. So, I, don't, I, I was confused. I did think it was called the. Well, they're calling it the. Uh, yeah. FNB EDC. Yes. So it's the Everyday Carry Memo book cover, which makes a lot more sense for what it is. My apologies. But they've added the uh, the Field Notes logo, the famed Futura font on the front, and uh, it looks pretty hot. I, I like the way this looks. Um, I wouldn't pocket carry this because I don't like carrying... I like carrying my notebook in my pocket, and I just can't carry a pen. in my. I carry this in my back pocket. Um... And I can't carry a pen in my back pocket, but this is good for like a backpack briefcase type of thing. I don't know. What do you What do you think about it, Mike? Would you carry this? I think I might buy one. Yeah, I, I think this looks right up your alley. Yeah, it, I could put everything in there. Yeah, it looks. Yeah, I'm seeing it. it's got two credit card slots and one pen holder slot, and then the notebook goes on the right side. Then it's got an extra pocket. On the left side, you can just kind of slide stuff in the the back side of the pocket, kind of like a wallet pocket. Cool. Yeah, I'm, it's got it's it's got the waxy surface. I like the waxy surface on uh, these pocket uh, leather pocket notebooks. That's how my um, don't utility journal holder is. It's got that kind of waxy feel. I like that. Yeah, no, I, I I'm thinking about buying it. It is okay. Uh, it, it looks good. We'll do it, and we'll get a full review by you on that. I don't know when that will be though. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not gonna buy it just because I, I like the one that I have. This is not some like I said, this is not something I need two of and it wouldn't necessarily work for how I carry. Mm -hmm. But it sure is good looking and I bet they will sell a bunch of it because there's lots of people looking for things like these. <coughs> not co <coughs> <laughs> sorry. Finally, in our follow-up section of events, um, I just saw this link. Probably, I think when I got off the airplane and wait, was waiting for my baggage, something like this, an hour, a couple hours ago, I saw a link from JetPens. From um, there's a website that is kind of new on the block, I guess, in the past few months, and if, uh, it's called uh, Pen Paper Ink Letter. It's PenPaperInkLetter.com. We'll have a link in the show notes, and. I've just been following it back and forth. There's been just kind of a slew of posts, just, I don't want to say generic, but very few review posts kind of linking to some giveaways and doing some other things on some other blogs. And what they did recently was added a page called the Massive Review Index on their blog. Have you been able to look at this, Mike? I've, I've never even heard of this before. Yeah. I never even heard of it before a few hours ago. Okay, um, let me have a look here. You have the page pulled up? I'm opening it as we speak. Okay, because mine, mine internet's going slow here. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know the podcasting professional is going to shoot me by the time we're done with this episode because my, my internet is misbehaving. Yeah. And uh, So penpaperinkletter.com is not coming up for me. No, it's not but, for me either. Oh, oh we fireballed it. <laughs> just the two of us trying to get to it at one, at one time is taking it down. All right, it's coming up now. Well, good. It's not just me then. It is some of you. Mm. Anyway, so what... Um, gosh, I forgot his name. Now it's, the site's coming up. I can't remember his name. The, the gentleman behind penpaperinkletter.com has decided to... Is aggregate the white word? He's decided to collect every review of every product ever and link it on this page called the Massive Review Index. Hmm. 
What are your thoughts on this, Mike? Um, I would have more thoughts if I could see the web page. <laughs> um, is every review that they have done on their site? Negative. Every it, review that everyone's done on their websites. And how many websites are we talking? Well, he's just starting, so let's see how many he's got so far. Like, what websites are they including uh, in this? All right, so... So you're in it. Yeah, Gourmet Pins, Holy Stephen Brown. Holy there's a lot of stuff here. Wow. Maybe that's why it's not coming up. So it finally came up for me. So it's all alphabetical-ish. It's kind of alphabetical by category. Yeah, pen, paper, and ink. But I like that they've got, like, as you're scrolling down, they throw in the alphabet a few times if you yeah. want to jump around. This yeah. is insane. This is insane, and it's it's barely scratching the surface. It's a like genius idea, though. Yeah, I I don't know if I'm going that far. I I don't know what to think about this yet. I think the jury's still out, to be quite honest with you. Why? Um, well, so this is presented as a resource, right? Mm-hmm. This is I consider this a resource. So yeah. this person's done all this work to build this resource. It's a great resource. If there's any monetization on top of this, I'm gonna have a problem with it. Uh, coming as a content creator. I mean, I know he's just linking to my site. I, I, I got to think about this. I don't want to say anything that might come back to bite me in the butt. I uh, would say, I would say, to play devil's advocate, mm-hmm. what about Inklinks then? Yeah, I, and I thought exactly about that. With Inklinks, what I'm doing is sharing the current stories of the week, and then those vanish. I mean, of course, they're still in the archives, but that's kind of a one-time shot, and it kind of goes through and you know points to things that I like this week. And there's some interactivity to it in the fact that I've put this together from reading, you know, different different blogs during the week and sorting out the ones that I like the best and put some thought into doing it. This is a permanent resource that will be linked to continuously by the person doing this as, hey, come look at this. Look what I've done here. Here's all these people's content put in one place. Granted, they have to click the link to come through to my page. Yeah, giving you the page view. Right. So I don't think it's... I mean, obviously, I'm not the one that's creating here, but I think that's okay. It probably is. It probably is. I just... hmm. It's weird. I don't know. You know how uh, you know how I am sometimes. So, like my my other question would be to you is, well, why don't you do this on your site then? I have no interest in doing it because exactly. I don't. But this well, but yeah. this makes it really easy for people. So, like the next time that I'm thinking about buying a pen, I could go here and see somebody's review from a trusted source. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than just googling pen addict to see if you've done it. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know. So I th- yeah. I think it's it's interesting. I think that I understand where you're coming from, but my mm-hmm. my other thought would be, okay, they might let's say they put an ad on this page or whatever. Mm-hmm. If a person comes through to your site, they may not have ever found it otherwise, and then you actually might end up with a new reader. Yeah, that's fair. And then more ad sales of your own. Yeah, I just look at it like, for example, I have a Tumblr that I link that I collect content of that's tagged a certain way like on Instagram so through IFTTT I've created a website that aggregates all this content all these images based on all these tags that I find it's a private website that only I can see because I don't want to say I'm putting together a website of all these links that I found on Instagram. It's not my content. Who am I to share a website and you know have an ad on it with all these other people's pictures on it that are tagged fountain pen? Yeah, but then the difference is, is it's not linking. It's just flat out displaying. No, it links. It links to every Instagram page. Oh, it links to the page. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but then people it's- that. People can't make that money on their own, so it's it's. I understand where you're coming from, but I think it's slightly yeah. different. I, I think in see. the end it's fine. It it kind of caught me off guard. Put it that way. He didn't ask. I mean, not that he has to. I mean, 
but it would have been it would yeah. have been nice to get a heads up. Hey, that I'm doing I this. agree with. Sometimes if you're going to do something like this, just a, a simple email at least is is the right thing to do. Yeah, you know. So then you can, if you say nothing, then fine. You know. Yeah, I'll right. take your denial of response as a it's okay to do this. Type, type. And then he and then he's setting it up to rate people by the quantity of the reviews that they do. Yeah, it seems weird. Yeah, so maybe I'll shoot him an email. It, it would just have been nice to get a heads up that, hey, can I put you know several hundred of your links on this page and then point people to this massive review index that I created? Yeah. I don't know, I don't know what my answer would have been, to be quite honest with you. I know you well enough, I think, to say that you would say no. Because <laughs> <laughs> you would have had that reaction like you had instantly whether you'd have ended up changing your mind or not initially you would have you know it would have got your back up a little bit and you would have said no i don't want i don't want to do it yeah i don't know i don't why am i so particular about that i don't know i mean i don't i don't know i just i don't know it's okay you're you're allowed to be precious about your content yeah and it's not that i'm it's not that it's just I mean, people can link to my people link to my blog constantly and do it all the time and do you know their own ink links posts and that's different. Like, I don't know. I I look at this as something different than you know standard linking. Sure. Man. Anyway, we'll let it go because I like I said I haven't had that much time to think about it and I haven't emailed um and I'm gonna pull up his name now if the page loads. Heath Cates. So I'll be I'll shoot Heath an email and see what. Uh, What's the what's the deal going on here? So maybe I'll have more to report next week, and maybe I'll have happy, fun, good news. <laughs> Brad goes on the email offensive again. <laughs> First visionaire. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't I don't feel it's fair for me to talk about people without getting their input as well. I agree with that. That's the that's the gentlemanly thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm open. I'm an open book. Can so, I say again just how much I love my Edison Pearl? Yes, you can. That's all. <laughs> I saw it on the, what did I see it on the Instagrams this mm-hmm. week or on the Twitters? You saw it on Instagram. Yep. That's a sexy pen. I don't I really have pen. much to say. I just, I just freaking love that pen. I know. It's, I'm, I'm really glad you bought that pen and I didn't even think about recommending it to you because that's one that I would have wanted you to try instead of buying you know, and we we talked about it when it first came out, and you know that's just something you want to try before dropping the cash on it. But I'm glad you got to try it, just like we talk about all the time. People should try these things if at all possible. Sometimes it's not, and um, boy, you have uh, got yourself a winner. I'm very very happy with it, and I just love this the ink that orange. Yeah, ink. I'm have to. Get, uh, I'll I might order that next week. It it it's just such a great color, and it just adds something. Yep, yep. Speaking of winners, Mike. Yes. How about Squarespace? How awesome are they? They're total winners. That's that's what they are. <laughs> so this episode is brought to you by the fine folks over at Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio for a free trial and 10% off. Go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TALLYHO10. Now, you've heard me talk about Squarespace and how they're always uh, adding new features, but, and they have their they have 20 beautiful templates that you can start with, at, at over 20, I believe, that have won awards, many awards. They have a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week award-winning customer service team too. Squarespace plans, you can get a Squarespace plan and start your own site online with their amazing tools starting at just $8 a month. Uh, and that includes a free domain name. Now, I want to talk about Squarespace Commerce a little bit. And Brad, can I put you on the spot for a moment? Sure. So I think that I spoke a little about Squarespace Commerce last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've mentioned that it's something that you're going to be using for Knock. Yes. And I just wondered, what was it about Squarespace Commerce that made you choose this platform? The short version is I gave Jeff the login to it, who has never used Squarespace. Jeff is my business partner in Knock, for those who didn't know. And I gave him the login to that. I told him to look at Big Cartel, and I told him to look at Shopify. He started using the Squarespace interface and said, this is so easy. I said, okay, I don't even need to look at it. Let's do it. And that's because, I mean, 
I'm putting words in your mouth. I have Squarespace experience. That's what I was going to say. I'm used to the interface. I'm used to all this stuff. But in this business partnership, Jeff needs to know all these tools as well. And, you know, there's new things added in with commerce and there's different different things to build on and, and things like that. But just the basic aspect. And he had already, by the time, um, I think we did a 14-day free trial. And I think the second day, I just went ahead and paid for it because he had already built out, like, all the framework of all the site that he wanted to see. So I knew he liked it, it and never having used Squarespace before, and he found it easy. So that was that was all I needed. So from having never used Squarespace before to, like, two days later, you've got an entire website with a commerce platform. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's now, it's not cool. something ready to launch because we're not at that point yet. But, yeah, I mean, we have, you know, we probably have 10 product, 10 test products built out with full descriptions, SKUs, inventory, pricing, shipping, all that stuff just in the background. I mean, no one can see that yet until we make it go live. But, yeah, just playing around with it. We've built all that stuff out. And, you know, I mean, you know, the thing that you're going to find really difficult is being able to take payment, though, right? No, no, that's another thing is because um, I not that I have anything against PayPal, but, you know, PayPal is is good and it's it's the biggest name in the game. Um, But um, Squarespace uses Stripe and the Stripe integration is just I don't know, it's a few clicks of a button. I got to sign up with Stripe. I've, I've gone through the page. I hadn't signed up yet because we're not active yet. I didn't want to start my account or there, there's no additional fees or anything though. They take a, I think it's 2.9% fee. Squarespace takes no fees for that. I just pay them like my monthly hosting fee essentially is what it is for the commerce side of things. And then uh, Stripe takes, I think it's 2.9%. I'll let Mike it's verify that. 2.9% and 30 cents on top. 30 for, cents for per transaction. Per successful yeah. transaction. Which is super competitive and I don't, Looking, I don't, you know, I haven't looked at a comparison chart, but just in general, it's it's either as good as or better than any other payment processor on yep. the market. So, and it integrates right in with right in with Squarespace. It's literally a matter of a click of a few buttons to set up that account. So, thanks for that, Brad. So, go and check it out for yourself if you're interested in starting your own website or even starting a commerce platform of your own. So, go to squarespace.com, sign up there for a free trial. And when you're done with a free trial, don't forget to use the code TALLYHO10. It's going to get you 10% off whatever you spend at Squarespace. So thanks so much to them for sponsoring The Pen Addict and for supporting all of 5x5. Yes, thank you, Squarespace. So finally... Oh, go on. Oh, no, I was just going to say one more thing about Squarespace is Jeff and I can't wait to get this site going. Me too. The Kickstarter has been awesome. We're... You don't want to say your idea is validated because really we haven't even started yet, if you will, business-wise. But we feel like things – Jeff and I are so excited to fulfill this Kickstarter and open this store and be able to just explode all the ideas out of our head into a store, which we can't do until we do all this Kickstarter stuff first. The store is going to be – the products we're going to be able to offer – it's going to be awesome. That's all I can say. <laughs> I wish I could share more, but the the ideas in our head and the the synced up wavelengths that we're on, it, it's going to be nothing but good stuff. Um, I didn't know I would ever be to this point, um, is as far as being you know creative and business wise. But I'm beyond excited for what is to come for Notco. As are so, we all. Yeah. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Anyway, so what were you going to say? So finally, you've reviewed the Pelican M205. Yeah. So what did you think? Did you read that review? Yeah, it wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah? What we were you didn't expecting? really talk a lot about the pen. Yep. I did that on purpose. Okay, good. Kind of, yep. I mean, I don't... It's hard writing a basic review for every product. Yeah. You don't want it to get stale. And not that I mixed it up on purpose... It's just that I had more personal feelings about this pen than I did about, you know, a Pilot G2 gel. Yep, that definitely came across because I want one even more. Right, and it's hard. These are things that are hard to talk about and hard to write about how your, your personal, my personal feelings about how I feel when a certain pen's in my hand. I try to come across and I try to get that across 
and I try to say things that, you know, try to make people relate to that. Um, but it's a hard thing to do. And that's was the hardest part about the Pelican M205, because if you just look at it in a picture, okay, if you put two pictures side by side, and I show you this black Pelican M205 with black ink in it and a price tag that says $140, and that's in the left picture. And I have an, a picture on the right-hand side with a Twisby 580 loaded up with Conpecky, and it says $60. What do you, I mean, what are you going to buy? I mean, I think, you know, if we we did that eight that a b test i think it's probably going to be about 80 20 twisby just from a picture alone and the price point right i mean maybe i'm delusional in that but so taking a pen that most people would say looks extremely simple and having to explain how good of a pen it is especially into a relation of, to a pen that that is more than half its cost it's hard to do so I, I hope that came across in the review. And I think from the feedback I got on it, I got a lot of tweets on this. I didn't get too many comments. There's a handful of comments on it. Um, I think that came across. I think I was successful in what I was trying to share about this pen. And that's what I, you know, I don't want to, I want to share my experiences with the pens. I don't want to necessarily tell people what to buy because I can't do that because we all have different tastes, but I want to share my experience and maybe you can relate to some of that. And maybe you can understand why a $140 pen is different than a $60 pen for certain reasons. Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't mean you should buy the $140 pen. That doesn't mean the $140 pen is better, but there are reasons why it's a good pen and trying to explain that, you know, it can be a challenge, you know, especially for something like this. And uh, that's just kind of, kind of the way it came out you know this was this pen's more about feel and and i don't know feel and i don't know just how it how i use it and how i feel when i use it as opposed to specs right this pen isn't about specs because it's going to get beat in a lot, some specs and um i don't know sometimes it's more about how it makes you feel and the heart of it that makes it special because if it was all about specs then there'd only ever be one great pen. Right. Because right. I have a bunch of pens, which some people consider to be their favorites, which are not mine. Sure. You know, so look at something like the high tech C. I don't like it, but people, right. a lot of people consider it to be the best pen ever made, but it's, it's so many things in personal taste and the way that you write with the pens. Like for example, the vanishing point, I don't rate that as high as you do anymore. Mm -hmm. um, it actually falls below many pens that I have now. Mm. Um, it's, you know. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, your your tastes change over time too. And the more you learn, and the more things change. You know, the more you're able to take what you've learned and process that information and make, you know, buying decisions related now on the new information that you've gained over the years. So I think that's happened to me a lot too. So actually it was funny um, when I was out of town, uh, Mike Dudek, uh, sent me a message and uh, hope he doesn't mind me sharing it. I don't have it. Um, I don't have it right up in front of me, but he basically said just out of the blue, we were having a conversation about something totally different. And he said, out of the blue, are you sick of reviewing regular pens that you find at the office supply store? And that was, it was like a one sentence little thing. And I said, absolutely freaking not. I mean, I, I'm excited about finding good pens and cool pens of any type, you know, he's, I guess he was saying that I'm reviewing a lot of fountain pens recently and I am. Yeah. So he says his exact message is, do you feel like you're kind of over reviewing gel and other office pens? My response was not at all. So, and, and the gist of it was, I still like a good pen no matter what it is, but what I find to be a good pen has changed over the years. Yeah. So, and it's just a constant learning process. And that's kind of what I was trying to share with this review and really with my blog as a whole. You know, I want to provide information and, 
you know, let people use that information to make the most informed buying decisions they can. So maybe that's why I shouldn't be upset if all my links are on the massive review index or whatever, <laughs> whatever that thing's called, because <laughs> maybe it'll help someone, right, Mike? Maybe it will. All right. <laughs> I feel like I've turned your your thinking. <laughs> you you know me well enough to know exactly what I thought when I saw that, and yep. but I but I kept, all I did was kept telling myself is. Don't jump to any conclusions. You, what are you doing? You know, don't be a fool. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, the M two hundred five. I would. I'm going to end up with several of these pens, just to be perfectly honest with you. The M two hundred five or Pelicans. The M the M two hundred five. Why several of the same pen? Because they they make a demonstrator version. This is this is the exact same pen that's the yellow highlighter one that I bought that I haven't even inked up yet. I don't know how you've kept that thing. Just, <laughs> I've been so busy. You, I, I, I don't seriously. care, Brad. <laughs> you should be highlighting all the Kickstarter money you're making. <laughs> I have been so busy, but I'll, I promise I will ink it up this weekend. Because I really um, am interested in that a lot. Yeah, but it's the exact same pen as this one. 100%. It's just in a clear yellow plastic. And they make so good though. Then they just came out with a green one this year, and they came out with a blue one not too long ago that's still available. So just found it on the writing desk for eighty pounds. Yep. Yeah. So what do you think? Eighty pounds. Um, I paid under ninety dollars on sales. So that's way cheaper. What I paid than eighty. Yeah, pounds. I mean, but once I've you know, done what I need to do to get the thing here. Sure. That's oh, and I know, I know, I know. What what I'm saying is, it's a common enough pen, even in your neck of the woods, to where you might can find a sale. They do go on sale from time to time. So I don't know. It's not going anywhere fast, so you don't have to rush into purchasing it. Like I waited and waited and waited and. And uh, yeah, I sent out a tweet saying, hey, Lovinger's got these on sale. I bought it within five minutes. I'm definitely not going to buy it until you've reviewed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll do that soon. Yeah, I- I'm really interested in it, though. So, obviously, it's yeah. a different... Is it a different model? M205 Duo? Yeah, I mean, the build is the same. I think it's just that because it comes with the double broad nib and the highlighter ink, so it's marketed as that. So I found it for a little bit cheaper on another website, but I don't know if yeah. I can trust it. All right. Well, I'm going to do something real quick. And you said we can wrap it up, but I promised all my Twitter followers I would answer their their tweets because I was I was worried I wouldn't have enough talk to talk about. I just found it for today. fifty pounds on Amazon. Yeah. See, that's the right price. That's about that's closer to what I paid. Now I'm thinking that I might as well just buy this pen right now. Yeah, that's a good price. That is pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Brad, what have you done? <laughs> How much at is it going to cost me to ship at, it, though? At this rate, you might have it inked up before I do. Oh, man. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this so, show. So I'm going to, I'm gonna, yeah, we get that, we get that uh, email a lot, don't we? Or that tweet. Actually, we just got one a few minutes ago. Where'd it go? Yeah, I heard it come through. Uh, uh, found the podcast two weeks ago. Already ordered far too many pins. Just got to the episode with your Kickstarter campaign. Broke. <laughs> yeah, well... Thanks, thanks, Martin Walsh. Well, Martin, as you can clearly see, it happens to all of us. Absolutely. Just listening have- to my co-host, and I'm thinking I'm, I'm just about to spend 58 pounds because I can get the, the special ink. <laughs> Oh, Brad! Hey, we've both of us have purchased products on the air several times. All right, so let me get to these tweets because there's some good ones, and I promise that I would do this. I don't want to leave these hanging. Okay. All right, because there's there's all all in all not that many of them, but um, where is the first one? All right, Dave Rhodes says. Any recommend, recommendations for an ink on Dark Side of Red pairing with a Lamy AL Star and Rhodia Webby? I am not a red ink expert, but I have used a few. Um, the Diamine Oxblood gets rave, rave reviews 
for its color. It's kind of a deeper, darker red. I got an ink sample of it. I have not reviewed it yet. I have reviewed Diamine Red Dragon, though, and that's super dark. Um, and it looks wonderful. So that might be the one to take a look at. Take a look at my review and see if you like the color of that for Diamine Red Dragon. Um, I'll put that in the show notes. Yep, put that in the show notes. You can find them at 5by5.tv slash panaddict slash 77. The official show mascot, Kanuni Renishin, says you're stuck somewhere and you're allowed one pen, one ink, and one notebook. Let's assume endlessly refillable for all. What do you pick? Those are always brutally impossible questions. So I'm going to go papers, I think. God, it's not that easy. I was going to say paper's easy. Um, boy. All right, notebook. I'm going with the Doan Idea Journal, large size, um, which I'll still contend is the best all-around notebook ever produced from Mr. Chad Doan. I love that thing. Um, pen, that I have to use. I'm going to go Lamy 2000. Wow, really? Yeah. Interesting. I guess it's just you're never going to be upset with it, are you? Yeah, I it's hope never not. I hope d- I get a good. I hope I get a good one. It's ne- yeah. I mean, like more, take- more likely, it's never going to do anything to you that yeah. is going to ruin things. Yeah. Yep. And ink. That's hard. Hmm. I think I'll. Oof. I'm gonna have to go. Shinkai. Roshizuku Shinkai, which I put at number one. It's just a good blue black. I think I I get bored of colors too easily. I like I love mixing up colors, but for short time periods, I think for long forever writing sessions. Uh, Malami two thousand, Doan Idea Journal, and Pilot Oroshizuku Kanpeki. I think I could be pretty happy there. Do you want to get in on this one? If I'm gonna pick one pen, one ink. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to go Compeki. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the name of your one? Shinkai. Because I'm trying to find it for the the notes, but I can't. I don't know how you spell that. I'll get it. I'll get it for you. One pen. Well, one pen is the Retro Fifty One, so the ink doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Um, but then I guess I'm going to just get the whatever the refills are. What they Schmidt. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, well, they call them the the REF five P, the retro ones, because they rebrand them. But yeah, so whatever is the standard retro fifty one refill. But let's say uh, let's say fountain pen then, just because you know I've picked an ink. Mm-hmm. Um, I I agree. You'd probably be hard pressed. Actually, no, I'm gonna say uh, Twisby Mini. Okay. That's an awesome pen. Hey, did, speaking of Twisby Mini, as I run this show on for two hours, <laughs> did, did you see uh, our friend Jeffrey Abbott's post on the Panatic on Monday? I did see Twisby that. Yeah. What are you up to? Yeah, just... Uh, Expanding just running, the empire. Running things, man. But I thought that was a that was a good review. I love that Twisby Mini. I'm going to have to buy that, that model now. I have the all clear one, that black with the clear uh, body. That looks pretty slick. It's the bad boy I've got. Yeah, that looks better in person than I thought it would. All right, let me... Uh, oh, no, actually, I haven't got that one. I've got the clear one, but it's got some black accents, but it's not that one. Yep. So, uh, Jeff is an, another writer in your staff now, yeah? Yes, yes. Jeff is, Jeff is, and actually, he has a Twitter question. Oh. Uh, a good, he has a good Twitter question for us momentarily. All right, Amandine, who is a field nut... Um. Which stub nib is the best, Lamy or Twisby? Um, that's hard because they're different. Actually, the Twisby is a better writer if you're a cursive and you want a nice flowing. It's more of a cursive italic stub nib where a Lamy is more of a just straight across firm stub nib. And in, like the 1.1 Lamy is finer than the 1.1 Twisby. And if I just had to pick one, I'd pick the Lamy actually because I like that sharper, thinner line. Um, but the Twisby, if you're just doing long writings, writing, especially if you write cursive, you will like that better. Um, also asked favorite light blue ink. 
that's probably con pecky if that's light blue enough and i think mike would agree to that i'm a big fan of that ink yep uh tony scullumbrine who is uh my friend uh Tony from Everyday Commentary, the EDC blog, he wants to know how the Topo Dome bag is working out. It's working out amazingly well. That's my everyday work bag. Um, I did not use it for my trip. I was gone. I tried to pack it for my trip. It doesn't hold. It's more of a brief. I mean, it's a briefcase. It's the Topo Mountain briefcase. So think of it like that. It's not going to hold mass storage. So I took my Topo Rover backpack which held i could jam things like my jacket and i had an extra notebook and just all kinds of junk in there that i I needed more for a trip that i couldn't fit in the dome bag but the dome bag is my everyday work bag easily and i'm very happy with it loving it and stay tuned for a review of that one and maybe something a little more Mm. all right Ooh, mateus i'm gonna go with mateus Talk about the best green ink. I like green, but end up with terrible looking inks. Red and green inks are not my thing at all. I have a few of each, but the one green that I have used that has been spectacular is the Roar and Klingner Alt Gold Grun. It is a killer shading ink. It's not a traditional color. It's amazing looking. I would I would load that ink. And I do load that ink in one of my daily carry pens. It's that good. And I'm not really a green person. So that's a fantastic looking ink. All right. So here's Jeff Abbott's question. This is for both of us. What does your significant other think of your hobby? You want to take that one first? Try my best to hide it. <laughs> um, I have so many hobbies that she thinks is strange. This is just one of them. <laughs> in all honesty like it this is just one of the many peculiar things that i do to that, that that i'm interested in um so she just judges me with the same amount so it's it's basically you get the roll eyes it's not even so much that it's just like okay this is that thing that you like <laughs> my wife used to be that way and i used to try to hide it from her but now she's like um well help me find a pen that i like and did you get it? You know, <laughs> um, what's this charge for $160 for? It's for a new pen. Oh, okay. So that's the, that's the phase that I'm in right now where I didn't even get like uh, smacked around for that. <laughs> just a random pen charge on the, on the well, credit card. I mean, that's just because, you know, you just point her at your highly successful Kickstarter campaign. That's right. So she, turned, she has turned the corner into yeah. like actively – Active interest, put it that way. Hmm. Oh, I instead see. Of, okay, this is what he does. Of, <laughs> yeah. Instead of feigning interest, it's active interest. Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> so bet. We, yep. Yep. Uh, that, Brad that, that sort of money that buys a lot of uh, jewelry. That's right. That's right. Gosh, <laughs> no, she likes that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad she doesn't listen to the podcast. No. I'll get her to download though. <laughs> Brad Thornborough. EDC fountain pen update. What type and how do you carry? Still looking for a better field notes and pen gombo for all situations. I'm pretty much secure a Pigma Micron in my field notes for the majority of the time. If it's not that, it's going to be the Oto graphic liner. And if it's not that, it's just going to be whatever fountain pen that I've picked up that day and think might work well in the field notes. I don't use a lot of fountain pens in field notes. Um, so he's wanting an EDC fountain pen for that. I mean, any Coico model is going to be the way to go just for the size. And they're so good. The nibs are so good that I, I don't have a better choice than that, honestly, because I, I, I really use the Secure Pigma Micron more than a fountain pen in my field notes. My everyday um, carry has changed significantly. Yeah, it's a perlette. Field notes and space pen, just in case I need something to you know throw around. But I'm using the perlette. In the field notes, and I've also got the vacuumatic with me as well, and I carry those in my Doan leather um, case holster. holster. Dude, that's awesome. So I, it's a little too much to keep in my pockets all the time, mm-hmm. but I am. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm going back and forth with my carry. Right now I have too many things to ink up and test, so yeah. I try to carry, I try to carry minimal. I'd love to carry just like three pins, but I'm back up to like 10 or 12 right now. I'm a lost cause. But like tomorrow, I'm going to a conference 
and I'm, all I'm taking with me is a, a, a blank field notes book and um, the Edison. Nice. Yeah, like I, I just cannot get enough of this pen, man. Mm-hmm. I love every little thing about it. All right, Anne Elizabeth has wants to know thoughts on disposable fountain pens. Um, they're good. If I mean, if you're qualif- quantifying disposable as non-refillable, most of those are pretty bad. But in theory, I guess every fountain pen is kind of disposable in the fact that you can refill them forever. Um, but I think she, what she's referring to is just kind of the um, easy to access lower end of the market, like Pilot Preppies, um, excuse me, Platinum Preppies, Pilot Varsities, um, things like that, which are decent quality. Um, I really have no issues with them. I love the Platinum Preppy for three dollars. That's it's got a great fine nib. I love that. So I'm not sure if I answered that right. You can you can email me Anne Elizabeth because I like your name because it's the reverse of my daughter's name. <laughs> I assume you mean just it's it's Elizabeth Ann, not written yeah. in exact reverse. Not in not exactly reverse. Because that no. would be weird. That would be awful. Definitely. So Ryan Gray wants to know, is it just fountain pens from here on? No. And I covered that earlier. So that was your Ryan got an early answer to that question that I didn't even know was here. This is a tough one. Vaughn Johnson. He's he's had several good questions over the years. Approximate total expenditures per month to feed your habit. <laughs> and uh, let me go along. The very next tweet is from uh, sometime guest reviewer Brian Draggy at Sketchscape. Do you have a pin budget for each year? Do you keep tabs on how much you spend and is it more or less than you expected? I don't know how much I spend per month and I don't keep a pin budget. Um, I try to be reasonable. Um, I'm also afforded the luxury of having my blog sponsored by JetPen, so I get some of this stuff for free. Um, then I get other fortunate to work with other great vendors like uh, Kaveco, who send me products to test out. You're really trying with that, aren't you? I am, because now I feel I feel dirty if I say it the other way. So, but I I should try to capture my expenditures one day. Um, I do kind of have a pen budget in the fact that I don't go berserk buying every pen I want. Sometimes I have to wait months to buy a, for a pen to fit in my budget, just like that Franklin Kristoff. You know, it took me probably four months till I pulled the trigger till I felt like I had the money to buy that one. So, you know, I, I don't go uh, gung-ho crazy on buying pens, um, but I don't have a strict budget that I follow. Um, I like this question. This is from Jim Cant. What is your single most valued sought after feature in a fountain pen? Let's take decent nib off the table. See, Mike, you were right. We should have saved these for next week. But you know, Twitter, Twitter, um, it's it's time based. Next week, these people wouldn't care. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> mine is a good feeling section where I grip the pen. If it's got threads in the way, if it's got sharp ridges it's going to be unusable to me. So companies that design the best sections are going to be my favorite fountain pens. Um, Sorry, I'm scrolling through my Twitter feed. I think we about got it here. Oh, last one in from Jim Cant. Whether fountain pen or not, or both, what do you think is the most glaring omission in pens currently on the market? Uh, pressurized fountain pen. That's kind of a joke, but still, I mean, fountain pens are not travel friendly. So a more travel friendly fountain pen, which relates back to the everyday carry type fountain pen. Has there been anything that's really stuck? And I mean, there hasn't. It's It's hard to find a great road-worthy travel pen. I mean, we all carry, I mean, I carry my fountain pens everywhere around town, but if, like, I just traveled out of town for four days, I didn't carry a fountain pen with me just because I didn't want to deal with it. So I don't know how to solve that question. Um, 
but that's that's one idea for sure. You have any ideas on that? Anything in a pen you're looking for that you just can't get? Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's a hard question, but I think there's an answer to that question. I just need to think about it more. I I honestly don't know. Yeah, I, I, there's nothing that I'm like looking for. You yeah, know, where I'm like, oh, I wish I had this. Yeah, because you know? I I okay. wanted a I wanted a really good mini fountain pen, and I've kind of got mm-hmm. two of those now. Yeah, I know. I've kind of expanded my my arsenal there too. So, I just still want a more. Like I said, more roadworthy fountain pen. But I mean, that's talk about being picky about something. I would be totally picky about that. Maybe it's the Twisby Mini. I don't know. That could be one. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, those were great questions. If I missed anyone, um, let me know. Tweet me back. Say, hey, you missed my question, and I will certainly answer it. And I'm, thank you so much, everyone, for sending in these these questions. I was begging this morning for uh, a little extra content today because I wasn't sure what what I could put together, but uh, Mike had my back as always. So I roll. Yes, sir. All right. I think we're done for the day, sir. Cool. Excellent stuff. So if you want to follow us online, you can do that in a couple of ways. Uh, You can go to penaddict.com and knockco.com. That's where you'll find Brad. He's also uh, at dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. Um, on Twitter, I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. And that is it for this week's episode of The Pen Addict. You can find the show notes for today's episode at penaddict.tv slash penaddict slash 77. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Until then, bye-bye. Bye.